0: Greetings. Welcome to The Money Script Podcast. I'm your host, Johanse Harrison, financial advisor and financial literacy educator. In each episode, you'll hear incredible interviews and get tips and strategies that you can implement into your daily life to help you improve your money script and grow your wealth. Thank you for taking some time with me today. Let's get into this episode of The Money Script. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Money Script Podcast. So grateful to be with each and every one of you today. Thank you to everyone for being a dedicated listener. Thanks for sharing with friends. Thanks for tagging us on on, uh, Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. We really appreciate that. You're getting the word out. This is financial information that a lot of people don't always have access to. Uh, We try to bring you not try. We do. We bring you some great guests with some great stories and some great strategies and tips to help you build a better money script. That's what this is about, helping you build a better, better money script. So with that, today, uh, we've got jam-packed agenda today, and we're going to be talking about the stimulus checks that a lot of you received last week or will be receiving in the coming weeks. We're going to talk about unemployment checks, our unemployment, the programs uh, in each state. We're not going to go through each state, but unemployment. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're also going to talk about the changes that happened to federal student loans And uh, finally, we're going to talk about retirement plans and some of the changes that happened in retirement plans. So these are all things that that were developed in the CARES Act that was signed into law on March 27th of 2020, 2020. Um, And it had several provisions for small businesses and individuals. We're going to focus on the individuals today, and then I'll catch you guys on a later episode with uh, the stimulus money for small businesses. So with that, let's get into stimulus checks. So, starting last week, uh, Americans that have a Social Security number, uh, or adults rather that have a Social Security number, uh, started to receive the first wave of income of stimulus checks from the IRS. That were well, the didn't come from the IRS, but the Treasury Department directed the IRS to send the checks out to everyone. Uh, so, it is not a uh, it, this is not something you have to pay back. This is a a gift from the government based on on the the COVID nineteen pandemic and how the government's trying to step in and just Help keep the consumers, you know, the taxpayers, which are the government's number one source of revenue, trying to to help keep us afloat, try to keep us from going into a deep, deep, deep recession, sometimes known as depression and uh, trying to to just, like I said, help us stay afloat. That's really what it is. So uh, so if you made under seventy five thousand dollars in 2018 or 2019, uh, you would receive the full amount as an individual individual taxpayer of $1,200, and that amount slowly scales down as you get to $99,000. So if you're a single individual, no kids, uh, and you earned over $99,000, you will not receive uh, a stimulus check. For married couples, the amount is $2,400 that you will receive if your income is under $150,000, and then that also gradually scales down to 0 as you get to 198,000 of joint income, for each qualifying child under the age of 16, you'll get an additional $500. And if you file head of household, um, there is a sliding scale for you as well. I, sorry, I didn't put that in my notes. But if you want some help to figure out those numbers, uh, I encourage you to go to the same place I went, which is the IRS.gov website, um, and you can put in your Social Security number, and it will tell you how much. Um, you're expected to receive, uh, or if it's already been sent to you, uh, or it will tell you that they haven't calculated a number yet for you, which could mean you don't qualify. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that. So, uh, but I encourage you go to the website and if you haven't received it already, go to the website, find out, uh, if you're going to receive it also on that website, you can give the IRS your direct deposit information so they can put that money directly into your bank account. And if there if you don't have a bank account or maybe you for some reason feel uncomfortable with giving the IRS your bank account, uh, I'm sure they have it already. Um, you, you can. let's uh, see, the, What is it? Cash app. So cash app actually has a way that you can give a bank account number to the IRS as well for direct deposit. So shout out to cash app and um, and figuring that out. That was that was pretty cool. I saw that. I happened to go on my cash app and I saw that. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, um, just helping people have more access to their money. So that's a good thing. We're all about that. If you go to the description for this episode, you will find some links uh, that I've shared where you can get some uh, some helpful FAQs, frequently answered, no, frequently asked questions answered FAQ. So if you go to the description, you can get get those links and check that out. So again, I encourage you to to find out. Uh, where you are. So for those of you that have received the money or maybe haven't received it yet, you may be thinking, OK, what should I do with this money? Of course, if you have you know, a mortgage or rent or you need to keep the lights on, food on the table, absolutely, that's what the money is for. And if you're in a situation where maybe you're still working and you don't need to use those funds, uh, you, you still want to be responsible, responsible with that money. So I'd like to share with everyone a strategy that I've used for years. It's called the rule of thirds. Uh, we, we use the rule of thirds. Anytime we receive money, that's unexpected, like a stimulus check from the government, maybe a, a gift from a friend or loved one, and you get this lump sum of money that wasn't planned. Okay. What do I do with it? The first thing you want to do is save. So for the first one third or the first third of this money, save it, putting in, put it into a savings savings account, save it for a rainy day, put it towards retirement, any sort of savings you can debate short or long-term savings, but just, you want to save one third of it. Then we take a third of that money and we make a payment on any liabilities or debt that we that we owe. So whether that be making an extra payment on the mortgage or putting it towards paying off a car sooner or any credit card debt or student loan debt, which we're going to talk about that today as well. So that's what that's a good idea for the, the second uh, chunk of that money. So, again, one third goes to savings, one third goes to debt. And then the final third, do whatever you want. You know, maybe you decide to. Give it to charity. Maybe you decide to give some to charity and, and spend some on yourself. Uh, but the point is, do whatever you want. Um, and I've found that, that by using this rule of thirds in the future, when we look back on what we did with that money, we seem to always check off all the boxes of the things that we want to do. So we want to save. Uh, most people want to save. You want to have money for the future. Uh, we want to pay our debt off faster so that we pay less interest over time. Uh, and we want to have fun or we want to give or whatever that other last item will be. So I encourage you to take the rule third, maybe apply it to this money, apply it to other money that you may receive, because um, we're going to talk about another kind of gift that came into this CARES Act as it relates to student loans. Um, but before we go to student loans, let's talk about unemployment. Unfortunately, in the last few weeks, there have been a record number of Americans filing for unemployment. Just over 22 million people recently became unemployed, which is, is, is crazy. I mean, it's, it's, there's really no other way to describe it. There's it's a lot of people losing their jobs at once. Of course, hardest hit were our travel related and hotels and restaurants. And um, there's there's also been a lot of struggles with people getting, getting their unemployment filed because the Quite frankly, the systems weren't built to handle 22 million people at once. Not that they're all in the same state, but you know what I mean. Uh, So I just you're going to have to be patient, um, continue to try to get through whether it's online or over the phone and just keep trying. Eventually, they will get to everyone. Now, for everyone that qualifies for at least one dollar of state unemployment in the state you live in, you'll also receive federal unemployment of six hundred dollars a week in additional Income uh, to your household for for unemployment, and that's for 26 weeks, which is uh, also unprecedented. Um, so, and again, this is just the government's way of trying to help keep people afloat at this at this very um, um, very sad and crazy time. Now, uh, there is good news that the country is going to create plans and a path to uh, to open back up, and each state is creating their own plans. Some states are joining together. So uh, hopefully that means some of us will get to go back to work. Um, But we know that, as I mentioned earlier, some of those harder hit industries, it's going to take a lot of time to get back to full employment. Uh, And there's also I I think there's going to be another wave of unemployment uh, that happens. We just had um, Neiman Marcus is uh, supposedly trying to file for bankruptcy um, very soon or file for bankruptcy protection rather. Um, So I'm confident there'll there'll be some job losses there. As we continue to adapt to the post shutdown world and post shutdown economy and living with coronavirus, because just because the uh, they're opening up the, the country and different states starting to open up doesn't mean that the virus is gone. So we, we still got many, many months before there's a vaccine. So so if you have lost your job or you, you think that you may um, because, you know, like maybe the work's not there or if you've been furloughed or Even if you're a gig worker, by the way, gig workers are included in the uh, in in unemployment for the first time in history. So um, so again, if you're in that boat, then please uh, just tune in to your state's unemployment website. Um, Go to the federal unemployment website. And again, I've put these links in the description for you so you can easily access them and get the information that you need straight from the source. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's move on from unemployment and let's talk about student loans. There were two major changes for individuals that have student loans that were issued by the federal government. Uh, so these are people that have, uh, direct loans that have FFEL loans or FFEL program loans and have Perkins loans. You may have noticed that if your payment was due last week, it possibly did not come out of your bank account. And that is because for all federal student loans as a part of the CARES Act, uh, all federal student loans, the interest rate has been changed to zero or reduced to zero. And there are no payments from March 13th, 2020 until September 30th of 2020. So that's essentially six months of no payments, no interest on student loans Uh, for those that are in a public student loan forgiveness program. Uh, If you do not make payments because you can still choose to make payments, but even if you don't make the payments uh, because the government turned off the payment machine uh, or the machine that takes the money automatically out of your your bank account. Now, if you send the money automatically yourself, you've got to turn that off. Uh, But I would encourage you to log into your student loan servicing website to make sure that your loans do qualify. Uh, But as I was saying, for the next six months, there are no payments to be made and no interest. Uh, against you. And for public student loan forgiveness individuals, even though you're not making payments, these next six months will still count towards the total amount of months that you need to reach your student loan forgiveness obligation. Um, so I know I said a mouthful there. You may want to rewind that back and listen to it again, um, because it's a really it's a really good benefit for those that are have been struggling with student loans, especially if you're out of work right now. Uh, or your hours have been reduced or you've been furloughed and you have those federal student loans. So I I would definitely, again, go to your student loan servicer, find out which of your loans qualify and then figure out what you're going to do with that extra money. Uh, So going back to our earlier conversation about the rule of thirds, maybe you take a third of that and you save, maybe you take a third of it you pay on a different debt that has a, uh, that still has interest that's being accumulated or charged to you. Uh, And uh, maybe you take a little bit of that money and you do something fun. Uh, Mother's Day is just around the corner. Finally, let's talk about retirement plans. So 401Ks, 403Bs, 457s, these are plans that you have offered through your employers. Uh, before the CARES Act, you could uh, you could borrow money from your 401K or 403B, 403B uh, and you could borrow up to $50,000 or 50%, whichever was smaller. That uh, rule—that's a rule that has to be adopted by your retirement plan. So there are some folks that have retirement plans that do not have that option, Uh, but but most of the larger four hundred one k's will have the option to borrow. So now in the CARES Act, you can borrow up to a hundred thousand or one hundred percent of the plan, whichever is less. So so that's that's a, a significant significantly more money that you can borrow out of your 401k plan. Now uh, you have to borrow it within the next uh, 180 days, or excuse me, 180 days from the date of the CARES Act, which was March 27th is when you have to, to start that loan and you'd get one year extra to pay it back. So prior to the CARES Act, if you borrowed money out of your 401k, 403b or other qualified employer sponsored plan, you'd have five years to pay that back. So now you have longer to pay that back. You can you can delay payments for up to one year, and then the five year repayment period would start. For more information on that, reach out to your 401k uh, provider or reach out to your HR, and they can give you more information. Now, in order to qualify for the, the special rules uh, for borrowing from your, your retirement plan, uh, you have to have been affected by the coronavirus, meaning you had to have caught it yourself, or your spouse or dependent was diagnosed with COVID 19. Uh, or you were negatively affected financially. Let, let me just read the text to you. So it's section 2103 under use of retirement funds, uh, part four, item number three, uh, to an individual who experiences adverse financial consequences as a result of being quarantined, being furloughed or laid off, or having work hours reduced due to such virus or disease, being unable to work due to the lack of child care, due to such virus or disease closing or reducing hours of a business owned or operated by the individual due to such virus or disease or other factors as determined by the secretary of tre- of the treasury or the secretary's delegate so if you were negatively affected by the coronavirus in a financial manner uh, based on what I was sharing with you there you may be able to take money or borrow money out of your 401k and have a little extra time to pay it back so Uh, So that's good. That's a a way to access funds. Now, of course, you don't want to access your 401k. It's a last resort. But again, if we're we're talking about paying your mortgage or paying your rent or keeping the lights on, then maybe it's it's an option that you have to explore. So talk to your plan sponsor and you can learn more about uh, what your plan offers in the area of loans. There were changes in the CARE Act that affect IRAs and how you put money in an IRA and how you take it out. So for those that have traditional or Roth IRAs, typically you had to put money into those plans by April 15th to count for the previous year. So with the tax extension to July 15th, you also have until July 15th to make the contribution to your IRA or Roth IRA. So if you haven't done that, there's still time. So that's good news. Similar to the 401k rules, if you were negatively affected by COVID-19 financially or health wise, uh, you can take money out of your IRAs. Uh, without penalties and um, and you can even pay it back. So let's let's dig in some of the details that were provided for IRAs. If if you had a financial hardship and withdrew money from a qualified IRA, so a rollover or a traditional IRA, prior to the CARES Act, there was a 10% penalty if you were younger than 59 and a half. Well that that 10% penalty has been waived. So again, it's 180 days from the 27th of March. If you need to take a withdrawal from your IRA, the 10% penalty is waived. Additionally, the income you would normally be, you would normally report it as income on your taxes for that year and the taxes would be due at that time. So you can now spread that income over three years. So you can pay the taxes slowly over time over that three year period, or you can pay the money back over three years. Which is a huge benefit for people that have been negatively affected or infected, rather, by the coronavirus or that had a financial setback, as I talked about earlier. So so hats off to the lawmakers, uh, congressmen and women, senators that, that got that done, um, because, again, this is a great benefit for people that are experiencing some of those short term setbacks. So, again, it's something you definitely want to talk to an expert about. Uh, so reach out to my firm, reach out to your financial planner, reach out to. Your CPA and and see what options you have with your retirement plans. If you're whether you're employed, unemployed, if you've had a negative impact from the coronavirus, then you will be able to uh, to to access your retirement funds early. And finally, let's discuss RMDs, required minimum distributions. If you are over the age of seventy two and you have money in a qualified plan, your Uncle Sam wants to get some tax revenues. So the IRS requires that you distribute a small amount of that plan each year. Uh, So there's what's called an RMD table required minimum distribution table. You plug in the balance that you had on the previous year, and then it calculates how much you you are required to take out. And if you don't take out the amount you are supposed to, there is a hefty penalty. So you want to make sure that you follow the RMD rules. Well, in 2020, the RMDs are suspended, so you are not required to do a distribution In 2020, if you're over the age of 72 and have a qualified plan as the CARES Act is currently written, mind you, there is nothing that stops them from doing amendments in the future. But as it is currently written uh, in 2021, the RMDs will be required once again. So you you definitely want to reach out to your financial professional uh, and your tax professional as well to make sure that you are following those rules and taking advantage of of any opportunities that you have to, like I said, keep keep the lights on, keep a roof over a roof over your head, um, and um, and get through this because we're all in this together. I'm sure you've heard that many many times, and I'm saying it too. We are all in this together. Now there there is some other good news about uh, about testing. Testing has been going. The the numbers of people being tested has been going up all over the country, and uh, a lot of the curves are flattening. So that that is good news. So. Um, We will see. um, Every day is a new day, new opportunity. Every day for for things to continue to improve. Hopefully, that's what they will keep doing. So, so to learn more about any of the stimulus programs or the CARES Act programs that I discussed in today's episode, please check the descriptions. I've listed all of my sources there, and of course, please talk to your professionals. Uh, Talk to your financial planner. Talk to your CPA. Uh, Talk to your spouse or loved one. Have some financial conversations. Don't wait until uh, until someone loses a job or don't wait until you're calling your 401k company to to reach out and at least have a conversation with someone uh, with a professional to to help you make the right decision right now. So with that, I want to leave you with a little treat. Um, I'm going to let someone else express how I truly feel, uh, what we should be doing as we still wait for a vaccine and wait for. Um, a a good therapeutic and wait for testing to go much higher than it is right now. Now, I just want to warn you uh, kids language. Yes there is going to be some foul language in this last part. So if you're sensitive to that you might want to go ahead and end it now. Um, But if you're okay with it then stay tuned. Stay the fuck at home.
1: The runner is spreading. This shit is no joke. It's no time to work or roam. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the fuck at home. Now, technically, I'm not a doctor, but motherfuckers listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam fucking Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the fuck at home. Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around, you're not at a casino. Just stay the fuck home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the motherfucking app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please, Stay the fuck at home. Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve because that shit is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the fuck to sleep. Be it.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, subscribe, follow, and give us five stars. Continue to send your financial questions on Twitter or Instagram at The Money Script. Go to MoneyScriptWealth.com and schedule your complimentary consultation to discuss your specific goals and concerns. Financial advisory and investment management services are offered by Money Script Wealth Management PLLC, a registered investment advisory firm registered in the state of Texas and California and other states where exempt. The Money Script LLC and the Money Script Wealth Management PLLC and guests of the episode may have interest in the investments mentioned today. The opinions and views are expressed here or for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation for any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a significant loss of principle. The MoneyScript nor MoneyScript Wealth Management offer tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney for specific advice about your situation. Until next time.